0: Hey, guys, it is Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Congratulations for you folks. That's when graduating, either from high school or from college or grad school. Or law school or medical school. Well, you know what? They'll be looking for a job soon. If they're looking for a job, they got to look the part. So swing on by Leon Taylor. They've got a great, great line of clothing for your younger folks. And not necessarily something tailor-made, but also something custom-made. A wide variety of shirts, blouses, skirts, towels, you name it. Not towels, exactly. But you know what I'm talking about. So swing on by Leon Tayloring. They'll take care of you. Leon Tayloring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, back in January, Indiana Attorney General Todd Rakita issued a legal opinion basically saying that Delta-8 THC products are illegal drugs. Uh, that's right, illegal drugs. And it has infuriated a number of business owners, and several of them have filed a lawsuit against the Attorney General uh, regarding that opinion. Joining us on the news line is Shadi Corey. Uh, Shadi is the owner of Indie e-cigs and Dodie Hemp uh, Products, and they have seven locations here in the state of Indiana and a warehouse here in Indianapolis. Uh, so Shadi, my friend, thank Thank you very much for being with us. Always good to talk to you, sir. Yeah, thanks for having us. No worries. So, uh, when the attorney general issued this opinion, what was the first thing uh, that went through you guys' mind, and and not just you, but also uh, some of your other, you know, other fellow merchants and dealers uh, in uh, Delta Eight, Delta Nine, Delta Ten, the, the the CBD THC products.
1: So when it initially, when the opinion was initially released, um, we were working with the legislative body to pass language, to protect the Delta eight and CBD industry. We actually had put together language to um, um, put 21 and over age requirements on the product, put child resistant packaging. Um, so we felt that we could combat it using logic and reasoning and um, you know, putting public safety first. And what ended up happening was nothing. So we continue to have ambiguous language. And for two years, the attorney general tried to um, push legislation that banned Delta and CBD products and THC products. And he's failed at that. And it now just seems like he's trying to take matters into his own hands and empower prosecutors across the state to go out and raid and uh, you know basically make thousands of business owners across the state criminals
0: now just so folks know uh, when the attorney general issued the opinion he basically said in a nutshell uh, that delta eight is a schedule one drug the same as marijuana uh, heroin uh, and cocaine now correct me if i'm wrong shoddy but uh i would say the the uh, cbd products that you folks deal with are not schedule are not schedule one drugs
1: Absolutely not. Yeah, they are not Schedule One drugs. They're protected under state and federal law.
0: So, I thought, so that's why I thought it was interesting, uh, because I, I remember a story on Wish TV Channel 8 uh, about a week or so ago uh, where uh, one of your colleagues down in Vandenberg County said an officer walked in uh, and said, hey, because you guys got, got these CBD uh, THC products, uh, if you don't get rid of them, you're going to be arrested uh, for drug dealing because you can't sell them anymore.
1: Yes, that happened, and there's actually been cases of a store in, I can't remember which county, um, which county? Hancock Hancock County. Um, That wasn't where the seizing happened, but there was a seizing where the police came in and actually took all the product off the shelves and took it with them. Um, I just can't remember which county it is off the top of my head, but there's been several counties across the state that, are you know the the prosecutors and the police are coming in and basically telling these people that they're criminals
0: now you can go ahead go ahead i'm sorry my friend
1: you can see the the impact that that's going to have on businesses carrying delta products and as a business owner like myself a manufacturer of these delta products you know a lot of my shops aren't wanting to carry it anymore because it's too risky it's you know, they're going to go to jail for it. And that's not fair. That's not a state that works.
0: Now, let me ask you this, because this is what I, what I just couldn't quite understand, because I used to work for an attorney general back home uh, in Illinois. And while the attorney general's opinion uh, carried weight on, on on the line of things, it was like, you know, federal law, state law, attorney general's opinion so so i guess my question is and like i said not to not i know you're not an attorney or anything but i'm just still trying to get get my arms around the fact that an attorney general's opinion uh is now basis to charge somebody with a crime that's not a crime under state law
1: yeah that's, that doesn't make any sense at
0: all our guest on the program today uh, is Shadi Corey. Uh, Shadi is uh, the owner of Indy e Sigs and Doty Hemp Products. I uh, have seven locations across the state of Indiana. Uh, responding to a, an opinion um, by the Attorney General, uh, Todd Rakita, basically saying that... Uh, Delta-8 products are, with THC in them are Schedule one drugs, which basically they're the same as, as marijuana, heroin, uh, and cocaine. That's caused some consternation here in the state of Indiana as some county prosecutors and law enforcement have literally come in and started shutting down uh, some of these CBD uh, and vape shops and removing the product uh, from the shelf. Shadow, let me ask you, uh, have you had any issues here uh, in Marion County or any issues where you folks have your seven locations across Indiana?
1: So far, no. Um, we have not. But the neighboring counties, um, not the direct neighbors, but more rural counties is where we're getting a lot of the the feedback from customers and uh, retail stores that these letters are coming or, you know, police are coming in and trying to seize products.
0: Now, let me ask you this. Uh helper audience out here who may not be familiar uh, with, uh, you know, the, the CBD, THC. Uh, how much? Uh, how does how does THC work? Uh, innovate product with respect to CBD here in Indiana.
1: Um, so it works very similar to CBD. So there's several different kinds of cannabinoids, and there are several cannabinoids that are protected under the Federal Farm Bill. Um, so what's happening right now is just a lot of new cannabinoids are being discovered to try to. Um, basically be compliant because of their Delta nine content, which is what is federally restricted. So you've got a loop you've just got loopholes that are being used right now because we just need legal cannabis. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, the whole reason this industry exists is because we have backwards cannabis laws across the country. I mean, half the states have got it right. But we're just one of those states that wants to live in the dark ages.
0: You know, it's, it's funny you bring that up because whenever someone asks me, Abdul, how far is Indianapolis away from legalized uh, cannabis? I tell them 72 miles. Just get on I 74, drive to Illinois, get off the exit 220, go half mile up the frontage road, and you'll hit the Sunnyside Dispensary, and, you, and you'll know you're there because you'll see nothing but Indiana cars in the, in the parking lot because there are no license plates on the front of the vehicles.
1: So, I was just up in Michigan last week, and on Wednesday, they have Hoosier Hump Day, where it's 20% off for people who have an Indiana ID at a dispensary just five miles across the border. So, yeah, that you're, I mean, everywhere I go, every time I go visit a dispensary outside of the state, it's all Indiana plates.
0: Now, let me ask you this Hoosiers want it. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, Let me ask you this, because uh, one of the things that I just couldn't quite uh, figure out, particularly here uh, in Indiana, uh, explain to the audience, if you could, the difference between, because a lot of folks may have heard of Delta 8, but not necessarily Delta 9 or Delta 10.
1: So, <laughs> this is where it gets a little bit confusing for the average consumer. They're all very similar, molecularly, they're all very similar, Um they're all naturally derived. Um, they all do naturally occur in the plants. Um, they all have just minorly different effects from one another. You know, Delta eight can be considered a less paranoid, a less anxious buzz than Delta nine THC. And Delta nine THC is what most people are used to. What most cannabis is, is Delta nine THC. Um, and then Delta-10 is the same concept as delta Eight. it's just a molecule off of Delta-9 and has just maybe more potent effects than Delta-9 itself.
0: Our guest on the program today is Shadi Corey. Uh, Shadi is the owner of Indy e-cigs and Doty Hemp Products, they've got seven locations across the state of Indiana. He's responding uh, to uh, a lawsuit. Uh, that's been filed against Indiana Attorney General uh, Todd Rikita uh, and the state of Indiana. Uh, Rakita basically put out a legal opinion earlier this year, uh, basically saying that, hey, you know what, uh, the THC and, and Delta-8 is, is a Schedule one drug, so it's like marijuana, heroin, uh, cocaine, and therefore it's illegal uh, to sell. And so uh, it was just a legal opinion, even though state law and federal law uh, tends to say things uh, otherwise. Uh, Shadi, I want to get your response to this because one of the things that uh, the Todd Rakita said uh, in his opinion is that Delta Eight falls into a to a gray area because while although hemp is legal and Delta Eight is derived from a legal plant from from a hemp plant. Uh Delta falls in a great category because it's synthetically produced. Basically saying it's like meth and cold medicine. Just because cold medicine is legal, the derivative from the cold medicine is meth which is illegal. And just and so once again, just because the starting materials are legal, i.e. the hemp plant, but doesn't make it uh doesn't give you guys the right to to tinker with this molecular structure and therefore uh make an illegal schedule one product. Uh like I said, I know you're not an attorney, but What do you respond to that? And remember, this is a family show, so you can't use the word BS.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think that the response, the simple response is that if that was the case, then why didn't the legislative body, like, put emphasis behind that and protect that? Because for two years, they've used that argument and the legislative body has not even listened to it. So... If they're not listening to it, why should we?
0: And that also brings up another another interesting question because I remember the the big fight over this in the legislature, uh, sort of pre pandemic, about, about three four years ago, and some change because uh, originally it was uh, for uh, folks who had kids with uh, with uh, also not Alzheimer's but uh, uh, epileptic seizures because it was a it was a medicine that actually helped uh, keep their seizures under control, and then it sort of expanded, and so as long as you have, well, I wouldn't say less than like three tenths of a percent. Uh, THC in, in your in your uh, delta eight, delta nine, or delta ten, it's okay. Anything more than in, anything more than three tenths of a percent, you're going to have some issues and some problems with law enforcement. If I, correct me if I'm wrong on that, my friend.
1: That is correct. You are correct. So it is. It all comes down to the delta nine THC content. And above point three percent, delta nine THC is illegal.
0: Well, like, like I said, that's what that's what I thought. Like, so once again, I'm, like I said, I've been still trying to get my arms around uh, what the Attorney General is. is tr- well, I know, I know I know what the Attorney General is trying to do because he's, he, he, he's he's Theodore Rikita, So that's a whole other discussion for a whole other for a whole time. <laughs> uh, we got about uh, we got a few minutes left here. Uh, so, what are you folks hoping for uh, with this litigation uh, that's been filed uh, by uh, the Midwest Hemp Council and and, and three chai?
1: I mean, we hope to get an injunction to stop any enforcement. And then we hope to pretty much get language in um, next session that protects our industry because it's getting – I'm just worried about what's coming. At the end of the day, I care about public safety, and I want consumers to be able to safely use products. And if you know that a black market – is not a good market when it comes to public safety and we are never going to get rid of this black market of cannabis we're never going to get rid of unsafe products unless we do something around sensible regulation with sensible regulation
0: now essentially my friend because some folks uh, in that in that regulatory in that cannabis regulatory scheme will say hey Indiana uh, no shouldn't legalize marijuana THC because it it causes problems uh, they 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 point to Colorado. They say you know accidents uh, went up. They talk about young people, you know, sort of using using cannabis marijuana when they when they're too young. So what what should a regulatory scheme look like if Indiana was going to go legalize this product and just go just go full legalization? Oh, that's a very loaded question. Of course, uh, that's what that's that's why they pay me the big bucks. So
1: <laughs> so. I mean, there's a, lot, there's a lot that could go into this. I think that a big portion of it would be making sure that, A, the product is safe, making sure that it's safely manufactured, making sure it's not over taxed because you don't want to create a black market. Um, we want to make sure supply and demand you know, can, can meet and there's not an abundance one way or the other. Um, we need to make sure that we put a lot of resources into law enforcement, into mental health, into addiction, into preventative things to eliminate some of the issues that Colorado may have faced early on because they were one of the pioneers. So there's so much data out there that we can utilize to do cannabis regulation, cannabis uh, legislation correctly and do it the best in the country and it just it kills me to see us not doing anything.
0: Uh let me ask you this uh how much money is being left do you think left on the table uh here in Indiana with respect to uh the, to to not having legalized cannabis. I remember posting a story on my on my on, on one of my social media platforms I want to say Michigan made like a quarter billion dollars uh I want to say last year uh in retail cannabis sales both medicinal and recreational I know the same thing happened uh in Illinois and also uh in Washington state I was out, I got there over the year to go visit family friends you know their their cannabis industry is just thriving
1: it's insane it's insane Abdul I've I've been going up to Michigan quite a bit to see different dispensaries different grows um meeting a lot of people and networking in the industry and I've seen things that I just can't even understand um and it is we're missing out on billions of dollars billions um as business owners and as employers um the the state is missing out on hundreds of millions of dollars in tax revenue um the opportunity the jobs that are being created i mean some of these dispensaries have 15 30 40 employees per dispensary so You do the math, we'd create a lot of jobs, we'd create a lot of revenue, um, we'd create a lot of good opportunities and probably get rid of some of the brain drain we're having in the state.
0: You know, it's it's, it's interesting, my friend, you bring that up because uh, one of the things I always kind of said was. Uh, as, as, a sort of, as a sort of a free market guy, uh, obviously there's a demand for the product. So if there's a demand for the product and you just figure out a way to have people use it, but you, you use it safely, use it responsibly. Like I said, keep it out of the hands of young people who aren't quite sure. I, I say, I say treat, it like, treat it like you treat alcohol. You, know, you can do it at home, you know, no public you know, consumption, whatever. Keep it out of the hands of kids. Let people go do their business. Just don't come to work stone. That's all I ask people to do.
1: Yeah, it's it's as simple as that. And here's the thing, like, the issue that we're going to be facing is, is fentanyl. Fentanyl is finding its way in everything, in everything. And you're starting to hear stories of fentanyl being in black market cannabis. We don't want to go down that road. We really, really don't want to go down that road. And we need to offer this product safely to Hoosiers that want it, and the Hoosiers want it.
0: All right. Uh, Our guest on the program today has been our good friend uh, Shadi Corey. Uh, Shadi is the owner of Indy e-cigs and Doty uh, Hemp Products. They've got seven locations across the state of Indiana uh, responding to a lawsuit uh, filed against uh, Attorney General Todd Rakita and the state of Indiana uh, by the Midwest Hip Council. Uh, So, Shadi, my friend, thank you very, very much for being with us. Nothing but the best of luck. And uh, if you could email me, uh, text me one of your addresses so I can stop by and pick up my product, that'd be great. That way I don't have to drive to Illinois or Michigan.
1: You got it, brother. Thanks so much, Abdul. All right. Thank you. All right. Have a good one, bro.
0: This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and
1: Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please
0: contact us at leadersandlegends.net.